Welcome to the Know, Like, Trust podcast for real estate professionals. In this podcast, you'll discover what it takes to establish know, like, and trust, and connect with the right people for success in real estate. If you're a marketing strategist, real estate agent, or another professional in the real estate space, and you're interested in building a referral-based business, you're in the right place. Here are your hosts, Betty Russo and Christine George. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm Betty Russo. And I'm Christine George. And today we are talking to Barb Betts. I'm so excited. And I'm just, I'm like a, a little, I have a little girl crush. Oh, gosh. I, I just have to tell you that. Um, I'm so excited that you're here. So Barb is a successful realtor. Uh, she's a broker and CEO. She and her husband own the RE Collective, newly branded. Newly branded. Uh, collected in Long Beach. Uh, she's also an educator, a speaker, a trainer, and she has a real passion for real estate. Uh, Barb is known in the industry as an influencer. Um, she uh, is known for having an impact in everybody she talks to, um, and she's highly involved. She's really involved. She's involved in the Women Up um, initiative and on a local, state, and national level. So what I love about Barb in seeing her speak um, is that she brings an honest, very compassionate and transparent approach. Um, her passion really lies in sharing best practices. She loves to teach. She says that, you know, at her core, she's a teacher. Um, and so we're really going to dig into what it is that she teaches today um, and how it relates back to the no like trust factor. So welcome, Barb. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you ladies for having me. It's an honor to be here and I'm excited about our conversation. Me too. So I'm going to go back to the girl crush thing for a second okay. because I have, <laughs> I have watched you from afar for a couple of years now and then just love your message every time, love your confidence, love your just sort of it is what it is approach. Um, also, you're funny on Instagram. I love your sense of humor. Um, but I got it. So I got to tell you, I um, took Peak Producers, Buffini's mm -hmm. Peak Producers a couple of years back. Yep. And I saw you being interviewed and I was like, oh my God, that's Barb Betts. <laughs> and you were in the audience and I was like, oh my God. So now I know like where your whole um, affinity towards relationship building started, um, which was in, with Buffini. So can you just kind of kick us off and tell us how you got into the business and give us a little bit of your background? Yeah, absolutely. So I started in real estate in 2003. Um, I'm the token realtor who had a challenging real estate transaction when I purchased my own home. Um, I was not a realtor at the time. And I bought it from the listing agent inside the open house type situation. And um, it was one of those where I felt like I was kind of driving the transaction and I was calling to find out what was the next step? Or I was reading the contract saying, well, it's day 17. Aren't we supposed to be doing something? And um, it's not that it was a bad experience. It just wasn't a great experience. And at that time, um, so I had a child really young. My, my son, I was pregnant at 17 and had him at 18. And so I put college on the back burner. I always wanted to be a teacher. Um, I put college on the back burner. And so by the time my husband finished his baseball career and 
I could have gone back to school. Life was starting to happen and bills were starting to appear and right. You got to move on. And so I was working jobs and accounting. I was really good at it, but I didn't enjoy it. And I was working for bosses that just didn't value family. And, you know, if kids are sick, mom needs to be home with them. And, and so I just decided, what am I going to do with my life where I can have ownership of something, right? I don't have time. I don't like to say I can't go back to get my degree because I could have, but I didn't have time, money, or energy to do that. But I wanted to do something that I had ownership of that I could be an expert in, right? And so I thought, you know, that real estate transaction, that agent made a lot of money and not did not didn't do anything, but the experience could have been better. And I really enjoyed the contract and the looking at the houses and all the things. So anyways, long story short, I decided to get my real estate license. I thought I was just going to help friends and family on the side. (laughs) And then um, I quickly fell into real estate full time after having to leave a job with a horrible boss. And, you know, we took out a credit line on our house back when you could use your home as an ATM machine to just in case I didn't sell a house. Right. We needed to be able to pay for daycare. And I always say we paid one month of daycare with that credit line. And then we ended up putting windows in the house and upgrading things in the house because I never needed that credit line. I just went into real estate full time and the rest is history. Here you are. Yeah. Here I am 20 years later. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. This real yeah. estate business that we're in. We get to it really is because and... the opportunities are endless and, mm-hmm. and you can be anything. You can do anything. You can make as much money as you want. You can have flexibility, although that's laughable in, in right in our business yeah. when people go in for the flexibility, but you can, you know, you can be at the two o'clock, you know, party at school. You can be at the three o'clock baseball game. So Absolutely. it's, it's, a, it is, it's a wonderful industry. And the people that you meet along the way. So uh, speaking of people, I just want to interject for one minute, Christine, so often we get so involved in these conversations that we kind of forget to check in with our listeners. And we have Amita that just said, good morning, ladies. Good morning, Amita. Amita. Um, Love anyone else. If you're joining us today for this wonderful conversation with Barb, please let us know you're here. Say hello. And uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah. So back to the show, Barb, uh, what are some of the main strategies that you use to grow your business and, you know, to build your business and what made you, how did you become so successful at what you do? So um, Christine mentioned it earlier. I obviously latched on to a concept of working relationally um, early on. I was door knocking and I got chased by a dog and I went back to my manager's office and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. This is not me. This is not what I signed up for. I'm tired of getting doors slammed in my face. There's got to be a better way to do this. And he kind of was like, at the time I I lived and my office was in Lakewood, California, um, which is a sister city to Long Beach. And um, he's like, you know, everyone in Lakewood, you grew up here. Like, just go start talking to your sphere right? Go start telling them what you do and, you know, that you want to help, you know, the people that they know. And so I just found this passion to work relationally. And I realized really quickly um, that this business is all about relationships. And at the end of the day, people want to work with someone that they know, like, and trust, you know, no pun on your, on your podcast title, but we all know that's the secret. When people ask, what's the secret to real estate relationships? Yeah. If someone knows you and they hopefully like you and then they trust you, they're going to want to work with you and they're going to want to tell all their friends. The key that I figured out early on is you have to have a system behind that. 
So when I interview agents or when I talk to agents or when I'm training agents, I'll ask them, how do you get your business? And they'll tell me, oh, I get referrals. I get referrals. I get referrals. I get referrals. And I say, how do you get those referrals? And they go, I don't know. They just call. I'm like, great. That's a word of mouth business. And a word of mouth business means you were really good at what you did when you served the client Mm -hmm. because they do want to talk about you. But if you actually would apply a system behind that, you can actually guarantee a steady stream of repeat and referral business. And so that's what I learned early on. And then I built it. I refined it. I continued to refine it. I continue to change it. But at the core of my husband and I's business for 20 years has been relationships. I don't advertise. I never have advertised. Do I get internet leads here and there? Of course. Do I get open house? Of course. But we have never put any dollars into any of that beyond building our database and our sphere. And then that bleeds over to realtor relationships across the United States that we work relationally. And and you just quickly realize that it's going to give you the best quality of life. It's going to give you the biggest profit margin because it's much cheaper, cheaper. That does not sound right. It's much more affordable to to work by relationship than buy a bunch of leads. And it it just feels really good while you're doing it because you're working with people that you really like. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, it's so I I'm a marketer and I, you know, I'm always accused of being, you know, the expense side of the ledger. Yep. yep. Um, And so but I, you know, I always tell new agents who come into the business, I'm a marketer, I'm the spender, but I'm going to tell you not to spend any money, especially if you're a new agent, because they all come in and they say, oh, I got to buy Facebook ads. I got to buy AdWorks ads. I got to buy this, that, and the other thing. I got to do postcards, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I always say, no, it's so much more simple than that. And it's a lot mm-hmm. less expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and more efficient if you focus on your sphere. So that brings me to the next question, which is um, Brian Buffini really focuses on calls. And I heard you say on an Instagram reel recently, you don't like to make calls. You don't make calls. So talk to us a little bit about that. And how has the onset of social media changed your approach? Yeah, great question. So no, I, I hate calling people. I hate calling people without a reason. Let me reclarify that. Now, your reason to try to generate a lead is not a reason to call them, mm-hmm. right? The other reason I don't like calling people is I hate receiving random calls for no reason in the middle of the day. We all hate sales calls. I do believe that you typically lead generate the way you like to be lead generated too, right? I don't like people knocking on my door when I don't know who's going to be at my front door when you're not invited. So I don't knock on doors. So back to the calls though, I've learned that it's not about calling people. It's about connecting with people. So our lead generation plan inside the academy that I teach, inside my company of you know agents who I've trained to work this way, and my husband and I's own sales business, it's about connections. We need to do so many connections a day. And connections can happen in so many different ways. It is 2022. Connections can absolutely happen over a text message. A thousand percent. Connections can happen on social media. Connections can happen if I run into you at the grocery store. 
If I run into you at the grocery store and we have a great conversation and you ask me how's business and I get a chance to tell you how the market is and remind you that I'm never too busy to help the friends that you love and appreciate, or that if you think of someone or find someone who needs real estate advice, would you introduce me to them? If I've had that conversation, I'm going to go home to my CRM or the next day and I'm going to log that connection because I just saw Christine in the store and I don't need to call Christine tomorrow. Yeah. I still connected with Christine. You can connect with people sitting in the stands of the baseball game, sitting in the lobby of the dance studio. We have to take away this notion that the only way to lead generate is through the telephone. Yeah. Now there are absolutely reasons to call people. And I do call people when I have a reason. And when I know I'm not interrupting them, I always use the example. My best friend is a kindergarten teacher. My two best friends, one's a kindergarten teacher, one teaches second grade. If I'm doing my lead generation calls at 10 a.m. on Tuesday, I think it's rude to call the teacher. (laughs) I know she's with a bunch of five-year-olds. And if she sees me calling, she might think, oh, what's wrong? Should I answer it? And then she answers it. Hey, Barb, um, in the middle of reading, like what's going on? And I'm like, hey, just want to check in with you. See if you know anyone who wants to buy and sell a home. Come on, people. That's not normal. That's not how you build a relationship. But if I text Katrina and say, Hey, I was thinking about you, you know, you want to grab a cup of coffee next weekend or how are the kids or, you know, check in with me later today. I know you're busy right now. That's not obtrusive. And she's much more likely to respond at recess or at lunch. And we start our conversation and, and we build that relationship. So yeah, I'm, I'm a huge proponent that we have to think differently and we have to think about what's the intention behind the lead generation activity. And it, it's not just calling and asking for business. It can't be because you're not going to get any that way. I totally agree. And Betty and I have had the same conversation um, because when I was considering getting my license, which I did get my license, but I still haven't sold anything. (laughs) (laughs) Betty was like, I don't call. I don't do calls. I know. I love hearing you saying this, Barb, because this is exactly how I operate. I don't like to call people. I don't like to get phone calls from Mm -hmm. strangers. I don't like that. I feel like it's too, you know, intrusive and I'm not going to do that to somebody. Yeah. No, I don't like to call people during the day because I know they're working. Mm -hmm. So I do the same thing. I'm, I'm a fan of texting. um, And I think people appreciate that more than the phone ringing. I don't mind so much if I get a text message. Well, no, my phone rings. I'm like, what? what? Yeah. Well, 90% of the time I'm working, you know, you're working and and same thing happens to me. Right. And then the, you know, evolvement of social media it just, there's so many other ways to go deep on a relationship and connect through Instagram messages, through um, Facebook messages, through the DMs. I mean, for goodness sakes, there's a lot of ways to get a hold of people and get your message across. And um, I just find that what it does is it keeps me top of mind, mm-hmm. checking in on them, seeing how they're doing. 99% of the time, they're going to ask, how's business? How's the market? Or how are you? And that's your permission to start talking about real estate. And uh, it works and people, you're right, appreciate it because you're not bugging them. And if they want to ignore your message for a few hours, they're going to ignore it. It's not a big deal. And Mm -hmm. the last point is when people are like, we'll leave a voicemail. Does anybody listen to their voicemails anymore? We read them. And if it's a little confusing, I might listen to it. But if I can tell what you're talking about, I'm just going to do whatever you asked me, like call you back or text you back or get you what you need. So I feel like we're wasting a lot of time thinking that we have to call everybody. It's just a limiting belief. 
Oh, it's just a limiting belief. There's a it quote. Is. Yeah, it's it really school. is. It's too it old is. School. Yeah, it is. We don't work that way anymore. Mm-mm. Yeah. And, you know, you talked about reaching out on social media and creating connections that way. Yeah. It's, it's actually so much more fun. You know, it's 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 so easy to build a relationship that way. I mean, you're seeing what people are doing. People are sharing things in their mm-hmm. lives that mm-hmm. they want people to know. Yeah. And you're getting to know people that way. You're getting to yeah. know each other that way. It's so much more fun. Yeah. Social media is the biggest gift given to the real estate industry, in my opinion. I mean, I, I always tell agents, be very careful. It is rented ground. You don't own it. And your your account can get hacked or shut down in an instant. So I, I certainly wouldn't put all my eggs in that basket, but your clients are there. It's a huge relationship building tool. The algorithms reward you for relationships. Mm-hmm. And when I'm doing my lead generation time, I'm, I'm checking Facebook before I'm texting someone. Cause there might be something there that I can reference in my message to them. And then they know I'm paying attention. And mm-hmm. then if you take social media and you learn how to take what I teach, take the online offline, right. And take everything they're sharing online and turn it into an action offline, like a phone call, because you just realized their grandfather passed away a sympathy card. They're sick. So gifts on their porch when they're sick, their kid just, you know, got a huge award at school. Send the kid a $5 Starbucks gift card. You're going to be a rock star in that household, right? I mean, there's so many ways to take what people are doing online and move it offline. But the problem is agents are just robo scrolling and double tapping. And that's not building relationships. The so, drive-by liker, right? Exactly. <laughs> drive-by stalker, drive-by whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it's not building a relationship. That's for sure. Or watch their stories and engage with the cute you know, video of their dog or whatever it is, be human, be authentic, be interested in their life, engage. And social media will reward you for it because people are like, well, I don't ever see my clients. Well, go start commenting on their stuff and you'll start seeing them. It's magic how it happens, (laughs) right? It's magic. (laughs) So Barb, we all know that we're in a relationship business. Um, and I love that you're driving, you know, that fact home. It's what we talk about all the time and it's number one for us, but you've actually coined the notion real estate by relationship mm-hmm. and you've built an academy around that. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, it, it was my tagline uh, in real estate sales for a very long time because I don't like the word referral. Um, I use the word referral internally when I talk to people like you and talk to realtors when I teach and train, because we all understand it. But the word referral feels really yucky to me. Um, It feels like when I ask you for it and you give me one, it's like, well, what are you going to do for me now? What am I going to get because of the said referral, right? And so I started thinking, I'm not really doing real estate by referral, because that means nothing to my client. I'm, I'm building this business by relationships, because I have plenty of really good clients who have never referred us because they're just not a referring type person. And you got to learn that in this business. There's referring people and there's non-referring people, but I still have relationships with these people. I still know the more I nurture them, they're going to call us when they want to buy or sell, you know, homes or people super close to them. So I realized it's all about relationship. I started using the tagline many years ago. And then as I became successful and as I built our brokerage and as other people started noticing, wow, you've got all these new agents who are now super successful because they're obviously working your system. 
And I realized it's not just about marketing. It's also about how you, um, the concept of relationships, your dialogues, your attitude, how you show up at parties and events, how you show up to the baseball game. It's about how you manage your calendar. It's about how you manage your business on the back end. Cause if you're, if you don't do a great job for the clients while you're serving them, you're not going to get any referrals. Right. So I created an Academy mostly because I kept getting asked, can you help me with this? 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 Um, I want to do business just like you do business. And so I decided to build it from A to Z and it is literally from A to Z. And um, it's been extremely successful. We just finished up our first um, group through. We're going to launch it again in August with another group. And uh, it really is how to build a real estate business by relationship, not just how to generate leads by relationship. It's really how to build an entire business. That's awesome. So I was actually going to ask you what the driving force behind it was. And it sounds like it was really the people that just, kept it was the realtors, the realtors yeah. that kept just asking me like, how do you use social media? I want to know more about the postcards that you mail. Um, you know, how do you stay organized? How do you, how do you not get burned out? How do you, how do you make your kids a priority and still sell houses? Like, how do you make this? Cause what I think realtors forget is that we are realtors 24 seven. Mm-hmm. We should not work 24 seven. I'm not a proponent of that, right. but we are realtors 24 seven. You don't get to turn on and off your realtor hat. And so how can you make this your lifestyle? How can you build your life that includes your business and not build your business that's going to include your life, right? It needs to be about you have a life and your business is part of it. And so whether I'm at a barbecue on a Sunday with friends, I'm still a realtor. So how can I always have that mindset of I'm working, right? Even when I'm not showing property or going on listing appointments. Yeah. You still need to be turned on as a realtor and look for opportunities. And that's really what the Academy teaches you okay. is how to constantly realize that there's opportunities everywhere. And then when you get those opportunities, instead of just meeting someone at the barbecue, what do you do to try to take that into a relationship, right? Without being awkward and saying, can I have your mailing address so I can start mailing to you? <laughs> right. Or, or my number one pet peeve of realtors that are taught that we have to qualify our database, that we have to ask someone if they want to be in our database. I realized years ago how much that held me back because I was afraid to ask certain people because it was awkward and weird. Like, 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 when do I drop the asking what they want to be in my database? And I, I quickly realized, why do I have to ask them? I know where they live. I'm friends with them on Facebook. Why can't they go in my database? Why can't I start nurturing that relationship? I don't need their permission to nurture a relationship. So that's what the Academy is all about is how to take all those little limiting beliefs out of your mindset so that you become more aware that this building a business by relationship opportunity is everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's opportunity. So tell us a little how the Academy is structured. How long is it? Is it virtual? Like what are the sections? Like how's it divvy it up? Yeah. So it's 11 modules. So it's 11 weeks of content. I know that sounds like a lot, but there's a lot of lessons in each module. So it takes some time to get through it. Um, It is evergreen, meaning it is um, on a learning platform. So it's not live with me. I do three lives throughout the 11 weeks where we hop on together and we talk about successes and challenges. And so I do engage and coach in that way. I actually do a few bonus lives too, just because that's the type of person I am. Um, 
And then there's a private Facebook group where we can interact and ask questions. And I'm in there every day helping people along and, and listening to their ahas and some of their questions like, hey, can you go a little deeper on this? So um, I've already refined it because I am a refiner. I like to change things and make things better. And then at the end of the 11 weeks, um, you don't lose the content. That's what I'm a big proponent of, because not everyone has time to consume all the content in the 11 weeks. Some people get behind. Life gets in the way. You go on vacation. So I always tell my, my academy members, the content isn't going away. You're not losing the content. Um, and yeah, that's it's it's fairly simple. And um, so far, everyone is just having extreme success and, and loving it. So I'm, I'm very happy because my goal is just to help others. I just love helping people, whether it's my clients or the real estate industry, we just love helping people. Awesome. I love it. How many agents um, would you say are in the Academy now? Um, so just launched. So this first round, we had 50. Um, which was well exceeded my my goal. Um, right. And I've got probably close to 300 on the waiting list because, you know, the first time around, people want to know, did, did it did it really work? Did did people really engage? Should I really do it? You know, it's, it's definitely something that, you know, it's an investment. It's an investment in your business. Um, but the results are already, you know, showing for themselves. So tell us about some of those results. What kind of success? Well, so I actually, so one thing I teach is I teach, you need to have consistent communication monthly to your database, right? You have to stay in front of them, um, not just via text and and connecting, right? Because they're not always going to answer their phone. They're not always going to respond. And some people just, after you sell them their home, they don't want a realtor as their best friend, but you need to stay in front of them. So I'm a firm believer of mailing something to my clients every single month. I've been mailing to my database for 20 years. Um, I missed a few months during COVID because I didn't know what the heck to say. Yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, they've been getting something consistently every month. I used to take newsletters and fold them up and put them in an envelope. And then I do a VIP focus group um, every year, a couple years off because of COVID. But I bring all my best clients together and I give them a bunch of Mexican food. And my husband and I just sit casually and ask them questions about our business. I kind of like to refer to it's like a board of directors. And I remember this was a 2015. And I said something about what we mail and do you enjoy it? And do you find it valuable? And one of my best friends raises her hand. She's like, I don't open it. I'm like, you don't open it. And she's like, no. I'm like, what do you mean you don't open it? She says, I don't open it. I go, you throw it away. She goes, yeah. I'm like, why? She's like, cause there's never anything good inside. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my oh my God. I was mortified. I was mortified. So at that point I decided to switch to postcards. Cause I was like, okay, even if they don't like what they're seeing on the postcard, how do I get my face in front of them? And we all know that even if it's junk mail, you still touch it. You, the, the mail doesn't make it from the mailbox to the trash can without someone touching it. And so we switched to postcards. So I teach in my academy the concept of mailing monthly postcards. And this agent in the Academy, she, she also subscribed. We created a marketing company around our postcards because everyone wants them. And so we actually do the relational marketing for realtors across the United States, where we create the content every month and your face is on it. It's all customized to you. And it goes to your database and goes through our mail house. And you don't even have to worry about it. And one of the members in the Academy at the same time also signed up for the marketing company and she sent out her first postcard and she got a $3 million phone call. Wow. And the client said, it was so good to hear from you. Haven't heard from you in a while, mm. by the way, I think it was a cousin is selling their home. Would you like to go talk to them? And she's like, I just had to stay in front of them. Now that's not going to happen for everybody. 
Referrals don't happen overnight, but if you're not consistently staying in front of your database, they're going to forget about you. Mm -hmm. They're going to forget about you. So um, that's definitely one of the biggest successes. Some of the other successes is changing the dialogues. I mentioned, I don't like using the word referral. I like saying introduction and connection. So I'm going to say, Hey, Christine, you know, the real estate market's really crazy right now. I know you've probably got some friends and family that are just scared to get out there. If you know anyone who's got a question or a concern or just needs an answer on something, can you introduce them to me? Can you connect them to me? And once I realized that by saying that, instead of, will you refer them to me? I started saying it all the time. So I started asking for business all the time. So that's been a huge aha through the Academy is people are like, it's so much easier to ask for business. And when I ask, I'm actually getting what I want. Because when you ask someone to introduce you, it's so much more lighthearted. Yeah. than referring. So those are, I mean, those are some off the top of my head. And then I would say the last one is just the whole concept of don't pre-qualify your database. You know, you need to realize that there is a lot of people in your world that you're not marketing to, that if you did, would probably help you out in your business. And so just taking away that limiting belief mm-hmm. and then social media, you know, the social media modules are always the favorite because everyone is confused and doesn't know how to use social effectively. So those are probably the top right now. So is your academy open to everyone? And can I ask how much, what the cost is? Everyone, everyone and anyone. So the total for the 11 weeks is 1997. We do break it down in payments for people if they'd like. Um, And then, you know, when you attend the webinars and things like that, I always, you know, always drop in some bonuses here and there. Mm -hmm. So um, this last round, they also got Asana for Realtors and they also got the social agent bootcamp. Um, So you never know when Barb's going to throw in a, a bonus here or there. That's awesome. And so um, where can they sign up? So, well, the the, the uh, next group is going to launch in August. So they can sign up for the waitlist through my link in my bio. So if you go to my Instagram page, you can click on the link in my bio to get to the waitlist. And we're going to be starting some webinars in July and August. And then we'll launch probably about the third week of August is when we're ready to go live. And, and they can hop right in. Awesome. Awesome. So we have a couple more questions before we wrap up, but I want to take it a little personal um, before we do that. <clears throat> and we were talking in the pre-show that I was, I was, I was like totally scrolling through your Instagram yesterday. And I learned a lot about you that you wear wigs. I do. Um, and I, I was like shocked because I'm always thought, oh my God, Barb has like the best ever. It's beautiful. Um, it's beautiful. And you wear it well. And um, there's a whole story behind that. And there I is. wonder if you could share that. Yeah, absolutely. I just realized the, the way I, I I realized I made an error. It's not 1997, it's 997. I'm my head, I'm like, why did you say 1997? Oh, okay. Not 1997, it's 997. So let's let's just clear that up right there. Okay. Um so the wigs, um, yeah, I've, uh, since I had my son at 18, my hair started falling out, um, aggressively and I, you know, have suffered from female hair loss for close to 20 years. And, um, it, I've tried everything I I've tried, um, you know, PRP injections, I've tried creams and uh, minoxidil and, you know, all the things I've been to, a. Uh, 
I can't even tell you how many doctors that I've been to. Um, and in my world, I have an autoimmune disease. Um, I have a thyroid problem and my father was bald at like 25. So as my doctors say, I have three strikes in the hair department. I was dealt a bad card in the hair department. And it just finally got to the point where I was using a powder called topic to cover it up. So not many people knew how severe it was. Um, but then it started getting so stringy that I couldn't even like get it in a ponytail and we were having to cut it so short. And then the top was so thin. And I really just realized I'm 40 years old. I'm not going, I don't want to be bald at 45 or 50. And to be quite honest, all the doctors I spoke to were like, it's only going to get worse as we know in women, no matter what, when we hit those ages where we start, our hormones start to change and we hit menopause, all women's hair thins, you know, some people are going to be more blessed and not lose it, but for the most part it does. And so because I was already so advanced Um, it was just going to get worse. And so I actually made the decision to go in. I was like, okay, I live in Southern California. I literally, I live in basically Orange County. There's got to be some human hair companies around me, right? Between Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, (laughs) there's got to be. And so I actually went in to um, get, uh, I was looking into full length extensions, which are also called toppers, which clip into the top of your head and hang over your bio hair. We, in the hair loss world, we call it bio hair. And, um, I went in for that and she kind of looked at me and she's like, you're not going to like those. And I was like, why? She's like, you don't even have enough hair on the top to clip it in because it has to clip in. If you do that, she goes, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to pull on your baby hairs and you're going to, you're just, you're not going to like it. So I tried it and she's absolutely, I sat there and I wanted to cry. I thought this isn't going to work. I was with my daughter my daughter's 21 and Ashley, my uh, consultant said, uh, I think you should try a wig. And I was like, oh yeah, no, that no, (laughs) no, not happening, not happening. I'm 40 years old. I am not wearing a wig. She's like, I think you'd be surprised. My daughter says to me, mom, do you know how many women wear full length extensions? And no one says a word about them. My daughter literally looked at me and she's like, mom, you just need help in a different area. You need it over your whole head, not just from here down. How is covering this versus just going from your ears down any different? So I tried it on and and Ashley said, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. I tried it on. I was like, oh, wow, this actually feels like I'm wearing a hat and I'm a baseball mom. So I wear hats all the time. And I thought, I have a a wig on. I mean, and I looked obviously completely different and, and the rest is history. Um, I went home and talked to my husband and talked to him about the concept of wearing wigs and, and he's completely supportive. And, um, and then I decided, so once I got them and I ordered it and, you know, I told my very close friends all knew that I was going to, I was going to do this. And I decided I was going to come out, you know, come out of the closet about it and be honest about it and be authentic about it. Because what I realized was if I don't, I'm going to feel shameful. I'm going to feel self-conscious if I don't. Cause if someone asks, tells me my hair looks great, I'm going to be like, Oh, um, um, it's a wig. I mean, that's so awkward. Instead, when they just tell me my hair looks great, I'm like, thank you. Because everyone knows Yeah, your hair looks great today. Thank you. They never used to say that before because it never looks great anyways. So I decided to be super authentic and public about it. And I came out and I shared on social media, Hey, this is what I've been dealing with. This is what I've been hiding behind. This is what I decided to do. I hope y'all love me for it. You're all going to be jealous of my hair. And I love that. And I'm going to be able to change out my color and my style as every day, sometimes twice a day I put on different hair and it's been great. And what's been the best thing about it is that I can show up to the gym at a hotel at a real estate conference with just a hat on and nobody's like, oh my, oh my God, what is going, you know, it just, everyone knows 
And so there's, there's no shaming it. There's no hiding it. And what I've realized is the more authentic and relatable you are, the more people want to work with you. I did not know by getting human hair wigs that it was going to transform my husband and I's business. But the number one comment we get is we love how authentic you guys are. We love how honest you guys are. And when you're, when you're honest and authentic about your own self, they know that when you show up on that appointment, you're not going to blow smoke up their nose. It's been a fun journey and I'm so happy I did it. It's been almost a year. I think I got my first piece, um, end of July last year. So I can't believe it's been almost a year, but I would never turn back. Um, and I, all I can tell everyone is be you. If you don't want to wear a suit to a listing appointment, don't wear a suit to a listing appointment. Mm-hmm. If you're not the girl who wants a fancy car, then don't drive a fancy car. No one cares. Yeah. You know, if, if you've got things that you're working through, find a village to support you and be honest. And you don't have to be public on social media. Like I did for, for goodness sakes, there are things people are going through that don't belong on social media, but being real and authentic with the people that are close to you, mm-hmm. it just, it really makes you a relatable person that people know they know what they're getting. Well, I think you're 100% correct. And that really goes back to your whole philosophy around relationship building and connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And I, because I think it's so easy with social media, the way it is these days to look at somebody like yourself, yep. who's beautiful and successful and, you know, has this wonderful partnership with your husband in business yep. and in life. And to think, wow, she doesn't have any problems. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. And that's just not, yeah, that, that's why when I teach social media, I do teach people, you do need to go on and say you had a bad day. You do need to go on and say you had a transaction that just fell apart and you have some ownership in it. Um, one of my agents just was really authentic about, she messed, she didn't mess up, but someone she hired to do something at a property didn't do it. And she didn't go check on it soon enough. And when she checked on it an hour before the clients were coming into town, she ended up like literally doing gardening and and pulling out flowers and, and mowing the lawn an hour before the clients got there. And she was almost in tears about it. And she told me yesterday when I had lunch with her, she was like, I didn't realize how many people were going to support me through that and be like, you're such a hard worker. Don't let this beat you up. Your clients are going to appreciate you for it. Thank you for being real. Thank you for proving that realtors make mistakes too. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> we, yeah. we just got it. We got to stop acting like this business is perfect. We got to stop acting like it's so easy. The reason people don't value what we do is because we make it look too easy. We don't talk about the hard days. Yeah. We don't talk about the hard times. So, um, hey, not everything belongs on social media, but it's okay every once in a while to admit that you had a bad day. Or, hey, guys, I know I wasn't around yesterday on, on stories. My friends check on me when I don't show up on stories. But, um, hey, I know I wasn't around yesterday. It was just a rough day. I just had a yucky day. Okay, move on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. Authenticity is something that's lacking. Um, and, unfortunately, real estate kind of encourages it. Right. I mean, the pictures on the business cards from 20 years ago, the cars you can't afford for sure. For sure. Well, thank you so much for sharing that and being so real about it. I mean, I know, (coughs) excuse me, I know how difficult that is. And um, I mean, I obviously don't know personally about your um, situation, but I know it can be difficult to put yourself out there. So, for sure, for sure. But once you do it, you kind of realize everyone's got something. The things I heard, and we mentioned, I mentioned to this to you before we, before we, you know, went, went live, the amount of people I heard that have um, alcohol issues, gambling Mm -hmm. issues, debt, they're hiding credit card debt from their spouse. All of those things came out to me privately through messaging because I was so authentic about what I was going through. 
they were explaining what they've been hiding behind and how shameful they are and how they finally had the conversation with their husband or they finally had the conversation with the friend or whatever, their mom, whatever it is. And it really taught me that, um, people are scared. They're, they're scared. And it's because of the judgment that we give each other. And, um, we've got to stop that in this industry. Yeah. We've got to stop that. ourselves, you know, like, Oh, absolutely. Know, yeah. You know, that shame is very real. It is know? very real. It is of course, our real. friend Renee Brown teaches us, yeah. you know, absolutely. How yeah. to not feel that. Um, okay. Barb. So before we wrap three, tell us what are the three most important things you'd like our community to walk away with after I feel like she gave us so many. (laughs) Well, I I mean, this business will always be about relationships. Um, Anything you do in this business works. Anything done consistently over time in this business works. Don't let anybody tell you that working internet leads doesn't work or open houses don't work or door knocking doesn't work. It doesn't work for the person that's telling you that. But anything done consistently over time works. You're going to get your biggest bang for the buck and your biggest longevity, and you're going to build a business that can um, compound each year working relationally. Um, The second thing is I wish I would have believed in myself sooner. I was a very Mm -hmm. unconfident person for a very long time. Being an unconfident person leads you to being a people pleaser. And I was a people pleaser for a very long time. And it honestly wasn't until about five years ago, I started to really believe in myself. And I realized I, by believing in yourself, you stop people pleasing because you're not afraid to have the hard conversations because you know who you are. Like you've got everything you need inside of you. You just have to decide who you want to be. And the last thing that I just heard the other day that I absolutely love because I'm always about, I always say fake it till you make it. And I hate saying it, but I know what it means. It means you can do it. Mm-hmm. I love the other day I heard act as if, yeah. and I love that. I act that as if, too. that's interesting. Yeah, act as if you already are selling 50 homes a year. How would an agent who's selling 50 homes a year act? What would be on their calendar? How would they structure their day? What would their lead do that? Be yeah. that? What would they wear? Would yeah. they step up their wardrobe a little bit? Step yeah. it up. Act as if you've already achieved what you want to achieve and see what happens. And I've been saying that my whole career, fake it till you make it, but act as if just sounds so much better. Much nicer. Yeah. 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 Um, it's called the law of attraction, right? Right. It really does. It really, if you want, I would say, if you want a higher level client, then you got to hang out with people with higher level money and connections and relationships. Mm -hmm. It's a fact. Mm -hmm. It's a fact. So love it. All right. Um, last question, finish this sentence. No, like trust is relationships. Love it. It's, it's the foundation of relationships. Mm -hmm. Someone doesn't, someone does not trust you. They won't refer you. If someone knows you and likes you, sometimes they'll give you a chance to work with them, but if they don't trust you, they won't refer you. Very good. But they won't introduce you. Right? They won't introduce you. Yes. <laughs> yes. You are absolutely correct. Yeah. I, I love that. Say, I want to start I using that. Clarify. <laughs> Internally, real estate industry, I still use the word referral. <laughs> I know. All I the know. time. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you can change that, Barb. <laughs> my clients here introduce and connect and it works. I promise. Try it. I love it. So where can people find you? Instagram, Facebook, 
my website, barbbets.com. You can find my blog there. You can subscribe to my email newsletter that goes out all, you know, every Saturday. Um, I do a little note, a love note every Saturday. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty darn easy to find. So I, I answer all my own DMS. I answer all my own Facebook messages. Um, I firmly believe in that. Um, and I love social media. I love stories. I love connecting with people. Um, and I'd love to connect with all of you. Yay. Yay. That's wonderful. Uh, I love it. This was such a great conversation. Um, I actually, I really want to check out your Academy. Um, it talks right to me. So thank you so much for everything that you shared. You're very, you're very welcome. Yeah. Thank you guys for having such a positive, um, environment to talk about, you know, everything. Well, the no like and trust. I mean, it, it really is. It really is the foundation of everything in our business. So I appreciate you guys. Awesome. We appreciate you. All right. And for everyone who is here with us today, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're listening to us on the podcast, we appreciate you too. Thank you so much. And we will see you soon. Bye ladies. Bye. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, we'd love it if you subscribe and leave a review. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out to Christine or Betty on social media for consideration. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Please join us next time for another insightful conversation on incorporating know, like, and trust into your business.